Domestic Violence Awareness, Part 3. How did I end up here? It's a question many of the women who enter our Families Together program ask themselves. Like we talked about in Part 1 and 2 of this series, these mothers and their children have already gone through so much before ever entering into our care. Former Families Together client and domestic violence survivor, Amanda, found herself asking that same question. How did I end up here? You know, when reaching out to her family after a long period of time because she had been disconnected from her family, um, reaching out and, and having them say, well, how does, how does this happen? You know, you're, you're, you're educated, you're beautiful, you know, all of these things. And, and it, you know, absolutely true. But that's the piece that resonated with me is that, that it just, um, it doesn't discriminate. It happens it's happening everywhere. It's happening with people that you go to church with. It's happening with people that you work with. It was no different for Amanda. Domestic violence doesn't discriminate. I think Amanda's experience in our program can really be enlightening for people because it it hits on a lot of these misconceptions that we've been talking about. Amanda grew up with her abuser. She knew her abuser well before this ever happened. Um, her fam- the families knew each other. Um, she was well off. They had a, a life together, and she had a good job. And they seemed like the the fairy tale perfect couple you think about. But then all of a sudden, boom, domestic violence hits, and it turns Amanda's world upside down. You know, she talks about those misconceptions, people not believing her because this seems so out of the blue. You can't give in to those misconceptions because anybody could run into an issue with this and they need to know how that they can get help. For more than a century, ACH Child and Family Services has put our children's safety first. Leading the way in child welfare by creating community programs, working hand in hand with state and local government, and much more. I'm TJ Wright, and this is Community Conversations, a podcast by ACH Child and Family Services about the issues our community endures in the face of child abuse. Throughout the episodes, ACH's youth, families, and staff share their stories to illustrate the impact of child abuse in and around Fort Worth. Join the discussion as we evaluate the current state of child welfare in our community and the work being done to combat the residual effects of childhood trauma. The thing that stands out with Amanda is that she is just, she's a glasses half full kind of person. She's going to make the best out of every situation. She's also very generous. She, like many of the ladies that come into our program, they have walked away with nothing. And so to, to still be, have that heart to want to help others and, and. Program supervisor and case manager, Olga Luna, worked closely with Amanda. Amanda came to ACH about two years ago. She shared her story with us. When you feel like you love someone, you anticipate that they love you in the same way back. And if you're not capable of doing something like that to someone, you don't think that that other person is. The emotional wound surfaced as she recounted the painful memories of how she and her nine-year-old son, Cole, found themselves at ACH. 
Amanda, like like many of the, the women that come into our household, you know, initially they've been through so much trauma and they're trying to make sense of that. And, and their mindset is kind of, you know, all over the place. They're, they're under a lot of stress because they know that, you know, our program is only 12 to 18 months and they're trying to figure out how to, how to rebuild their lives. And so Amanda was not different in, in that aspect. Um, she, she was, you know, very much trying to f- figure all that out, but also trying to figure out, like many of them, how did I end up in this situation? You know, like, you know, she had, she had married someone that are, you know, was a longtime family friend. Um, she had, you know, their families knew each other. They had grown up in a small town. So there was just a lot of aspects of that, that, you know, um, that, you know, she was just trying to work through and trying to figure out what, what's, you know, what, how did I, how did I end up here? The control started in the very beginning and I didn't recognize it that way. Abuse is not all physical. There's so much more to it. The controlling behavior, the mental abuse, the verbal abuse that goes on, that all, you know, can happen before and it can happen when you're not even realizing it. I didn't recognize it at all. <laughs> and uh, as I said, it's been going on since the beginning of our relationship. On the outside looking in, Amanda had a great life. She married and started a family with a childhood friend, started a business with her husband that supported their family, and they were very involved in their church. But in the toolkit of an abuser, control is the one thing that can be easily disguised. Control can be passed off as a concern, protection. It can even seem caring especially to someone experiencing intimate partner domestic violence. It was no different with Amanda. Her husband's comments about family and friends planted ideas that maybe Amanda should push them away. This person is not really a good friend to you. Or, uh, you know, going even with my family, you know, that I don't really think they're very supportive of you and because they did this or because they said this. And... You know, when you're hearing those things on a regular, you start thinking, hmm, well, yeah, maybe maybe she's not really that good of a friend. I mean, why would she do that? Or, you know, but that's that's where it starts. They need you to be alienated and they need that control. And when Amanda was allowed to have family and friends over, she didn't want them to leave. His demeanor was completely different around other people and so I I remember just so many times just crying if somebody was leaving and I didn't because I didn't want them to go no I wasn't ready um but because his like I said if 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 other people were around he you know he had a he had what I called his other face like he has this different side of him that he was funny and charming and everyone loved to be around him and he was this great guy if people were around and if they weren't then you know the verbal mental emotional and psychological abuse were amping up over the years the couple eventually separated and amanda and her son moved to a new house down the road she learned her husband was using drugs and decided to file for divorce Meanwhile, the abuse turned physical. I really honestly felt as long as our son didn't know um, or he didn't see any of it or hear any of it, I really believed that, you know, it would be okay. Like, you know, it wasn't 
I could handle it. Oftentimes, children in these situations do realize what's going on, and they are aware. And then one night, um, our son walked in on him on top of me, hitting me in the head and in the face. And so he tried to protect me, and he tried to get his dad off of me. And he knocked him so hard back. When he had pushed him so hard against his dresser, he hit the corner of his dresser, and he has a big scar down his back now from where that happened. Amanda and her son immediately headed to the hospital where police informed them of Safe Haven of Tarrant County. All the abuse had been a secret up to this point. She decided to give her mother a call and finally tell her. Doubt started to fill her mind, hearing her mother's disbelief. I remember, um, you know, she is not seeing what I endured. She's not seeing what has become of, you know, my son and I. And she doesn't know, how did I get here? Like, this isn't, wait, this isn't right. Like, uh, this doesn't happen to women like us. Right at that time, it was just like God was like, wait. And I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror, and I still had bruising. And, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm working it over in my head and at beginning to blame myself that maybe I was just being, you know, something's wrong with me, as you know. And um, I thought, oh my God, look at my face. No one. No one should have to look like that. It was through Safe Haven of Tarrant County that Amanda found ACH's Families Together program. The immediate thing was we felt safe because we left that night with just the clothes on our backs. So we didn't have anything. Uh, we're, we're laying there in bed and he says, Mom, I know it's not home, but we're safe here. Like he's trying to comfort me, you know, and uh, I, I realized then he was feeling so much more than what I had realized and knew so much more than I had realized. At that point, I was like, oh my gosh, because you cannot put a price on safety. And he was so right because we were constantly walking on eggshells. Whenever they start to have that felt safety, both mom and children within our home, then now they're, you know, they're, they're able to open up and express their concerns. We've seen the children kind of start to process some things that happened in the past, um, but it's just now coming up. And the reason is because they have that felt safety. They're in a safe space now. They're surrounded by not only mom who's functioning much better now and able to be more attentive to um, the children, but also the felt safety of our staff and us and what, you know, what we provide, you know, in providing a home for them while they're recovering from that trauma. And um, so, you know, they're able to deal with some of those past hurts uh, that they weren't able to maybe deal with at the time. And they really start to, you know, if, if they're need, in need of it, we are able to get counseling for the kids as well so that they can kind of start to process some of that. But oftentimes the biggest, the biggest impact is that it has, is it, recreates or reconnects 
mom with the children again, because mom has not been able to attend to the children in the way that she would normally want to, because she's been in a, you know, that fight, flight, or freeze kind of moment with the domestic violence. And so it really helps enhance the family's relationships with one another. Amanda thrived in the Families Together program. Education, emotional support, housing, and resources, it all comes together to help these mothers overcome their trauma, reclaim their independence, and rebuild self-sufficient lives for themselves and their children. Olga credits a lot of Amanda's success to her dedication and positive mindset. She also has a resilience. Um, she grew up in a family of boys being the only girl, and she's got this can-do attitude, like, you know, no holds barred. I, I just envision almost like this little girl standing there with like her, her hands on her hips, you know, and just um, like, you know, okay, what's next, you know, kind of thing. And, and that's, that's very much um, who she is. Like, she's, she's going to figure it out. She's going to find a way. And, and she did. She, she, she found that. And um, I'm excited to find out what's going on with her now. So we caught up with Amanda recently. I love what you said about Cole too, that he's just like, he's back to being a kid again. Yes. Yes. You know, he's not having to protect mom now. And so when you talk about TBRI and that's, that's putting like, he's a kid again and right. being able to, you know, grow up like, like he's supposed to, you know, with carefree, not, not looking over his shoulder, you know, because he knows mom's got his back. Right. You know? And so, and that's the way kids are supposed to be. And yes, we're, we're, we're training them, you know, as I guess we bring them up, but you know, the, the, those classes alone, I learned so much about myself through those classes and the difference applying some of those techniques. Oh gosh, I'm so grateful for that, you know, and, um, the relationship that it's created between he and I and his confidence, like he, you know, he got to where he was just, it was so sad to watch. And, um, like he's regaining confidence and, you know, he's feeling a little empowered and like, it's kind of cute. <laughs> Work is going well for Amanda and she's even considering going back to school to study child psychology. Cole is doing great in school too. We ask Amanda what inspires her to share her story. I feel like sometimes thinking about it, if someone had just asked me the right questions or, um, if someone had just told me, you know, there's, there's ways you can get help. There's things that you can do. If one person had mentioned to me that ACH even existed, you know, like I didn't know anything about ACH. I didn't know anything about safe haven. I, I knew nothing. And, um, if, if one person had just said, Hey, are you okay? Is there something going on with you? or, you know, recognizing signs or, you know, whatever the case may be. I think that that would have made such a difference. It would have made such a difference. And um, I just, I hope to do that. I hope that just one person, just one person even, you know, if I can say something that'll trigger, okay, wait, I'm going through that. I'm doing, that's happening to me and, and make it stop. And that's worth it to me. <laughs> I just want to be able to do that. You are a survivor and you've come through a lot, but I mean, you're thriving. And that's the exciting yeah. part of what I do is that, you know, I get to see people transition from, you know, surviving to now thriving, you know, and right. being, 
you know, returning to that state of happiness and uh, glee for themselves as well as their children. That's incredible. Right. Yes. And, you know, like, like I said, just watching him, the difference in him from the time that we got there to now is he's almost a completely different kid. You know, he's almost completely different. And uh, that is nice to see. As we wrap up Domestic Violence Awareness Month in October, we hope these stories and conversations will stay with you all year long. Before we go, we would like to give a special thanks to Amanda for sharing her story. I'm TJ Wright. Community Conversations is a podcast brought to you by ACH Child and Family Services, written, edited, and produced by Kristen Victorian. If you like what you're hearing, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. You can advocate for children in our community by telling a friend about this podcast. We'll catch you next time on Community Conversations.